You want to go to war? You got a war. You started it. We gonna finish. Find a Rolled right in. Welcome to the Punk Off Podcast, episode 76. If I remember correctly. Six? Yeah. Damn, you guys are established. Yeah, well, <laughs> been doing a few years. So, yeah, 76. And we have a special surprise today. We actually, we. Oh, there's a tie in right there because it's 4th of July weekend. 76. Spirit of 76. There we go. Punk Off Podcast yeah. 76. 76. This is the bicentennial. Bison. Bisextennial. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I keep you around. Just to, yeah. So oh, shit, I need a beer. Study it out, man. <laughs> Study it out. Okay. The code Hit is me, in bartender. There. So hey, the reason, you. reason you hear extra voices is because uh, this episode they're is, all in your head. Yeah, they're all in your head. <laughs> and we've actually been uh, wanting to do this episode for a while. COVID killed Ooh, it mm. at one point, and uh, I brought my own. So hey, <laughs> for expensive beer. <laughs> you know, it's not like. I don't have to dress up like I do when I go to Walmart. Well, yeah. I mean, Walmart's fancy, especially if you go to Tiffin's Walmart. Those people not like, like Target, you know. Yeah. The fancy Walmart. The fancy Walmart's where they you wear, wear your, like, new sweatpants. You gotta wear your sparkly Crocs when you go to that one. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not going. I'm part of that gang. Whose voice is that? So at any rate. Hashtag. Hashtag. At any rate. We've got the old... Uh, NWO Metal Militia podcast crew together. Yes, we do. And I haven't seen a lot of these guys in quite some time. It has oh, been yeah. some time. I'm Jeremy. Hi, it's nice to see you guys. Let's get, get Jeremy Shedorf. Yeah, might as well just go right just around. just waved at the mic. Yep. <laughs> that was excellent. That was excellent. The little guy. The little guy. Yeah, right over here. <laughs> see, I waved too. See? <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Hi, Chris Bradlin. Dave Wood, I'm back on the mic again. Yeah, look at that. One of the, OG, yeah. the OG. The OG from 16. <laughs> wow. Are we that fucking old? Can I say fucking? <laughs> yeah. Too late. Oh, yeah. I already said oh, yeah. it. Okay, I said it three anything, times. Anything goes on this podcast. All right, cool. Oh, Night through matter. Hey, stop touching Chris me. Cruz stop here. touching Don't me. Don't everything. <laughs> Uncle Billy. <laughs> we do have a few ground rules. <laughs> I just want to make sure I say, doesn't matter I say ding at least seven times in this episode. Right? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Well, the last time we, we were together, we used to always say ding. You would say, well, you know, it's from the office. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'd always smile because I'd never seen the well, office. Well, no, actually, it came from a... <laughs> we used to say it so much, that's what she said, that right. it got too complicated. So we just started saying ding. Uh, well, I remember that was the derivation of it one way or another. Yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah. always say, oh, the office, and I'd never watched it. Well, now, I had COVID, so I was home for eight years and watched every episode, and it's now my favorite show. It is amazing. So everything is even wild wide at 12 years old. <laughs> That's what she said. Ah, proud parent. <laughs> Bring a tear in your eye. It does, it does. So yeah, I guess we should do some form of catch-up, because uh, I guess for... Although, uh, COVID's going to make a great big gap for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we should uh, start with Jeremy. That's, um, I'm still fat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got really cold. I feel ya. Feel ya. I was in hospital for a few months and had double pneumonia. And gained a shit ton of weight. 
and didn't know if I was going to make it out. Came back, and and uh, now everything is back to as normal as it's been in a couple of years. And started attending shows again and feeling like life's worth it. So that, in a nutshell, that's taken up the last two years was... Ah, this is me in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not interrupting. That was a... That was Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Shut no, up. No, you, 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 was, you was having a moment there, and I interrupted. It. I'm a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't know that going into the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's well known. It says it on his shirt. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's why you're here. That's your job. Jerk patient. And there's really nobody any better at it than him. That's true. Every time I listen to the Punk Off podcast, I'm like, there he is. There he is. (laughs) Although I threatened to replace him with Chris. The other Chris, plenty of (laughs) time. (laughs) Who can't ever show up on time. (laughs) You did today. Today. That's the most on time I've ever seen you. Historic moment. Yes, at all times. 15 minutes late. (laughs) All times that Chris has been on a podcast, he's actually beat me. Yeah, you're the last one here. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. Probably live the closest, too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened. I live the farthest. Yeah. I was the first one here. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I said. a mathematical formula. It's like some kind of inverse to the square root of people closest to people distance. Well, I know with me, yes. I don't want to be the last one in the room because everybody's talking about you, you know? So as I said, let's do it here. So I'm already here talking about all you guys. And then, <laughs> yeah. you show up on time, so it's not as fun to talk about you. We just started getting some juicy shit, and then then you showed up. Yeah, you know, yeah. We gotta quit talking about him now. Yeah. Damn. What about you, Chris Bradley? What have you been up to? Well, when COVID killed everything, I just stayed home with my kids, and that's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't affect your lifestyle too much? Um, not really, because I don't go anywhere or do much of anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> just stayed at home. That's about it, yeah. Silence. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is where crew That's usually it. comes in. I know. Oh, I thought we was going around the table. Did it? Did it? Well, you didn't stop me before. What about you, Dave Wood? I haven't seen you since, since 17 or so, yeah, physically. I left, I left the podcast, went back to school, did that, got a new career going and everything, and then I decided, you know... I got too many people in the house, so I got a divorce. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we sold that house, so... And then, uh, yeah, doing good. Uh, COVID was awesome for me because uh, I only had to stay home from work for two weeks, which kind of sucked because I was looking for some of that unemployment money, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> Man, that was amazing. So we got to stay home for two weeks and got paid, whatever, no unemployment. But um, from that came uh, a new project. I started working with um, Steve Miller and uh, Mike Pullen. You remember Mike oh, Pullen yeah. from yeah. Uh, Lost in Chicago? Chicago. Oh, yeah. And then Dane Corser, too. And we started a new project Steve called was, Nefertiti. Was yeah. Stone Silent, right? Yeah, Steve Miller played guitar with Stone Silent and his brother, uh, Troy Seeger. Ever get Ambra. I knew it was coming. <laughs> What's that? He's your drummer now? Yeah, and, but he's a drummer now. So it's like, we don't really have a drummer. We have a guitar player that plays drums. Uh, which is interesting. But no, it works good. That's how Brimstone started, too. Well, Justin was the same way. These songs have just been, they've just been writing themselves, you know. So like I said, we started getting together during COVID. We were jamming. Next thing you know, we, you know, it just, it just rolled, you know, steamrolled. So 
Yeah, it's going good. We're playing shows. Our album will be dropping real soon. We got like a nine song album. I just give yeah. you a copy. I got some stickers for everybody. Yay, stickers. Cool. But um, yeah, it's going good. And then also I do um, I do like street street performing too with okay. a good friend of mine, Mandy Fisher. Yeah. We play like all kinds of good stuff, man. So we do mostly um, we'll go out on the street. We play for like homeless and like just for the poor people. Around you know? Toledo. Yeah, just yeah. around Toledo. Yeah, it's too. Um, some mission work something like that ministry stuff so That's it's cool. cool yeah it's um i got this rig it's all battery powered i can set up wherever i want dude i got a pa got the you know the you board six string guitar or? no i'm actually playing like cajon she, oh, okay. she plays acoustic guitar and sings i play cajon sometimes I play bass sometimes i got you know i got all kinds of crazy stuff but everything's battery operated so we can oh, set up wherever we want to do man we'll oh, go technology. dude it's so cool yeah it's like we got I got a board, I got a couple of speakers, and, you know, I can plug her Solar guitar in. Solar panel? Solar panel, yeah. And um, I, I got a hamster and a wheel, too, if it's on a cloudy day. So we're covered, you know. It's awesome. That's four things. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been music, music, music for me, man. That's all I've been doing. It's great, though. Yeah, I stayed in the house all that time and listened to albums. And, and I will say the big difference, the live shows were dead, of course, but... There were a lot of cool, cool stuff coming out during. Yeah, yeah. Everybody better have a good fucking album right now coming <laughs> yeah, out. You no know what I mean? Kidding, it's like you had no a couple kidding. years of COVID. It's time to put out your album. What you got? Wyatt and I spent last weekend down in Maryland at Maryland Dune Fest, and a lot of bands have sprung up that were at that show that were within a year or two old. So they were, you know, in their infancy throughout that. And I don't want to liken it to the after war the post world war ii stuff like sabbath you know the sounds that they heard you know in their youth coming up through and, and making this to fill the void but it's the most fucked up thing our generation's been through the two years of mm-hmm. so yeah. weird so many rules then so many it depends on where you go where the rules stand and yeah. trying to figure that out and see see friends divided and ripped apart by their beliefs and their lack of beliefs yeah. and, and this, that, and the other. It's been so weird, but that, I will tell you, through the Descendants of Crown Festival I went to with some of the new bands there and the Maryland Doom Fest, not that the older bands weren't on point, but the new bands, it's a new a new heavy. It's There's a lot of anger for, for different reasons right. that we, you know. Somebody kind of breathe the fresh breath of life into yeah. the music scene. Everything yeah, gets cool. stagnant after a while, and we, we sure. saw it just in our four or five years of, or three years of really being heavy together. Scenes just kind of, okay, great, great start, and then people just start copying off of that, and, and right. people like me get into the scene to play music that don't have a lot of artistic... Uh, creativity or something yeah i'm not a creative create i don't have much creativity i I don't i i like i like what i like i do what i'm more of a documentarian than anything i think that's why i know that i can play drums just enough to be stupid but i I don't want to get on stage anymore i know the feeling (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever um but seeing these other people you know they come out and, and people that are similar to me that maybe don't have the creativity they they start copying what they see and it's happened in every scene since the beginning of time mm-hmm. and it, it makes it stagnant that's how grunge happened right yeah, <laughs> that's sorry. how a lot of things sorry happen. i said the g word on the punk off podcast <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talk about everything on here so it's fun. what do you think about uh, just the sunset strip in the 80s i mean there, right. there was a lot people of great got stuff of, that came people out people got sick of wearing spandex so they went well, the opposite direction and, yeah, yeah. You, you try to be the opposite of what you've just gotten tired of. I mean, that's really a good example. Yeah. And it's, 
it's happening with this. I mean, I can, I can guarantee you, I, I've sit around for a couple of years and thought, do I want to go through all the effort again of going from city to city, spending my money to go out and not just enjoy stuff, but making a job out of it, carrying cameras along and recording everything and then spending time at home editing. Do I, do I want to do that anymore? And I really was to a point which I don't, I don't think I do. And all it took was a one good show. Yeah. 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 Back out and it's like, there's that energy. People are out again. Mm-hmm. And the band, I was just lucky to, to see the right bands at the right time. And, and they had the energy I was looking for. And you, you forget about that. And you can record the shit and put it on YouTube all day long. And that's what I do. But it, that'll never give you the energy that the right. last show will give you. Right. And I had forgotten about it. And once I was out there, it was this. There's no question I'm going to keep doing this. This is too much fun. I've met too many wonderful people and a couple of dickheads while doing this. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry about the that. The two at the end of the two. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are the yin to the yang. But I think you're really kind of right about that. COVID was kind of like almost a nuclear bomb for the music scene, just in general. Kind of stripped everything down. A lot of bands kind of broke up. Some kind of reformed, and there were some that kind of got a new fire mm-hmm. place around here. Because even in like the punk scene locally around here and in Toledo, I've kind of noticed there's a difference in some of the bands now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, some have gone away, and they've ref- you got you know two bands that were broke up over here that kind of merged into one, and yep. and yeah, I don't know. It's been kind of interesting. So yeah. seeing stuff move around, and like I just started, <clears throat> I'm late on this one, but. Uh, Wasteland Coven. Oh yeah, I've seen out of the them. Toledo area. Yeah, yeah I just saw. I them. just ordered yeah. their entire catalog Thursday <clears throat> from work. I, I see the lead singer uh, Susan about every show I go up to Toledo. Yeah, I'm friends with her and uh, look at you. The drummer, drummer. The drummer <laughs> is in a lot of different bands. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with them per se. I haven't seen them yet. I, I know they had a show that I wanted to play, but now I'm in a different role at work, so I don't get every weekend off and kind of got to pick and choose, but. I was looking for something to listen to Thursday night at work, and and it just popped up in my YouTube feed, and I threw it on. Like, oh shit, that's that, and I have to like any band with the name Coven in it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Coven, Brimstone, Coven, Wasteland, Coven, whatever. The Book of Jeremy. (laughs) Therefore, any band with the name Coven, thou must like. (laughs) I will talk about you in length. Well, I just went to the the Ruby the Hatchet show and. In Columbus. Oh, you did the Space Bar show? The Space Bar, and their opening act was a Cincinnati band, Valley of the Sun, Hmm. which they were pretty good, too. So, Hmm. Did you meet up with Mike Jones there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came to the uh, the show in Dayton last Friday night. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it to that. Neither was anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Dayton's a hard sell, man. It's... I don't have a lot of traction down there. Yeah. Valley of the Sun. That's like... That's a ways away from here. Like, Dayton's halfway to Marion, isn't it? Well, it depends on how many fingers you're using. <laughs> See, I knew where you were going with it. Oh, boy. Sorry, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> so they were from Valley of the Sun from Cincinnati? Yes, from Cincinnati, and uh, they were pretty good. They... They were turned up to eleven, and poor sound guy couldn't could not handle it. He I didn't did hear know what that. to do. He did not know what to do. I heard the grumblings of that. I just didn't know what band it was. He he did the like the unforgivable thing to ask guitar players. He asked them to turn their amps down. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. well that shows already screwed. Yeah. Judas. 
Well, they just all gave him a look and said no. <laughs> okay, I'll turn it down. Yeah. Righty tighty lefty Lucy, right? <laughs> Oops, wrong way. Oh, damn, they got some. They got seventeen thousand followers. It's a wonder I've missed out on them. I won't now. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm gonna give a little plug for the local guys because I was listening to their new EP on the way over here, uh, Resignation, who was part of Scare Me Green mm. before. So. Been in touch with those guys and new album. They went to uh, Lake Bottom, I guess, to do okay. a recording. So place. Sounds good. Yeah, I've never heard nothing bad come out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the other thing I forgot to add, I'm a grandfather now and he's upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you hear Nod squeaking across the recording, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's our custom audio. Yeah. Don't so, let them fool you. They're slamming somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it. Take it. <laughs> I'm just worried about the clubs. It doesn't seem like a lot of the clubs made it through the COVID, though. I know right. in Toledo there's not a lot of places for us to play around no. there. You know, I've, we've been playing in um, <clears throat> New Haven out there a couple times, man. There's some good... Wayne, yeah. yeah uh, Chad Sowers, man, he took took really good care of us out there. We played at Carl's, and then I think there's a couple other clubs they are playing up and through there. But, yeah... There's nothing in Toledo. There's the ostrich, the Polish ostrich. Yeah. I'm sorry. There better be a good fucking story behind that name of that bar. Because I I don't get it, but (laughs) that's all I'm going to say about that. And then there's Prime. I heard the story somewhere, supposedly, that was his nickname for his wife or something, Hmm. I guess. The Polish ostrich, which you call Polish chick or something. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm just saying there there better be a good story for that name because it (laughs) doesn't make any sense to me. Polish menu, so I imagine they're Polish. uh, Well, okay, so Polish, but you don't see very many. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Where does the ostrich come in? I mean, I'm confused. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, there's not a lot of clubs really. The the metal guys, you know, the original stuff around Toledo. The Prime is starting to do some stuff, I guess. What's that? The old Kips over on Savannah oh, yeah. there. Oh wow, I yeah. heard that name. In yeah, Toledo. it's like well, because it's no, it's it's like Voldemort. We don't say that name in Toledo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing I see coming out of Toledo is the OT, the Ottawa Tavern. Yeah, the Ottawa Toledo. Tavern. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. And like. Papa's Tavern, but that's all like cover bands over there. Right. That's, that's nothing on the east side. Yeah, Main Street still does every now and again. Bands, I think you get they do a lot of dance nights on weekends. Like, oh yeah. Uh, like dubstep. So they're slowly coming back. Then yeah. I know, like right after COVID started, man, there was nothing. Yeah. You know, and then one started, and then there's two, maybe another three or four. So yeah, I went. I've only been that's to a one good sign. show in the last couple of years. That was at the Polish Ostrich, and that was with. Uh, a couple locals up there, and Shell Shock was one of them. And yeah, they're good dudes. I think dudes. they're from BG, uh, or the area at least. Right. And then uh, yesterday's Hero, which they're from just on yeah. the other side of Tiffin. Good friends of mine, Tony Smith and his old crew. Oh, guys. yeah, 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 good dudes there too. <clears throat> yeah, he and I went down to Wheeling back in April. He got to do the, the Brimstone show with me that was in the wedding hall thing. That was really? kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> River City's a great hall to play in great bar but if they move you up to the second floor just say i will play next weekend because <laughs> it's weird up there yeah. man and not a good weird just a, a wedding vibe it was yeah, it's, it's too pretty for doom yeah <laughs> yeah unless you're getting ready to sacrifice a virgin and but spill blood everywhere. I, I suggested and they said nah they had like no. mints and, and, nuts and our insurance will cups cover it 
We can't find a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None to be had, man. None to be had. Now back to the uh, the newer bands though. When we were in Maryland, um, well, I shouldn't say newer band because they have they have a very large catalog of, of vinyl at least. Uh, the Great Electric Quest, and they're from California, and they I haven't seen that energy on stage in in forever. There's there's four guys, and as soon as I saw the show, I mean, it definitely took over the night. They weren't even the headliner; they were the direct support to headliner, and they come out and there are four guys that fight for your attention. I mean, from the drummer to the bass player, the lead guitar player, and then the singer. And they are all over the place, climbing uh, amps. And dude came out at one point, had a flag waving it, just about knocking everything over, but it didn't matter. You were hoping you got hit with it. I mean, everybody's sweating <laughs> on you. Um, definitely played up for the camera. Like, normally I have stationary camera in the center yeah. of the stage. And then Wyatt was doing all of the the on-point camera stuff, just zooming in, trying to get, you know, the, the action stuff. But the whole set was action. So my stationary camera, I'm actually zooming back and trying to get up because <laughs> he's, like, over top, and he punched me in the shoulder a couple of times, and he didn't realize I was that old and I was coming apart. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, God, that fucking hurt. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, was, cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, don't, <laughs> I'm crying for everybody. Oh, this music's so good. That's why I'm crying. Oh, fucking hurt. So I was so excited that I went and bought a couple of their albums and go back to the motel that night so I can like everything they have. And they, and I'm already friends with them. I already liked it at one point or another, but I'd never seen them. And the drummer did like a 12-minute killer uh, solo. I mean, it was like, Bonham could never do 12-minute solo on acid, man. It was like <laughs> that, that fucking solo. And I realized then after I'm looking everything over in the motel that, that he goes by Mucho Drums. And I'm like, I've been friends with this guy for five years. I've been watching all his shit. And here, he, he ended up taking Wyatt backstage after their set when the other band was playing. And I'm like, the, the fucking Mucho Drums had my, my son showing him the ropes behind. Ah, and I didn't realize then. They're like, hey, we've been friends for five years. You're the, you're the guy I've been talking to online. And I didn't realize who he was. but That's how you know you know too many bands. <laughs> <laughs> you all look alike. Yeah, you all look alike. sorry. Yeah, beard, black t-shirt. So band racist. He He guys all look the same. Yeah, that is. Yeah, he had white patent leather boots on and a a Hugh Hefner sailor hat and a a vest. (laughs) And I don't remember where the pants were, but he was definitely not dressed like a drummer. When I saw the the shoes, I'm like, that guy isn't the drummer. He was the drummer. He never got tired. In those shoes. In those shoes, man. He was killing it. So check out Great Electric Quest, man. They are. They are worth their weight in gold, and, and their albums are all... I don't know what artist does. I have to dig deeper to this. An artist does all of their covers. <clears throat> One of the albums is Deep Purple Burn, yeah. where they're melting the candles, but it's their faces. But it, it's the same... I mean, you look at it like, oh, they're selling a Deep Purple album. Oh, shit! <laughs> so, yeah, check them out. They're, they were the, the prize of the show for me. There were some other greats. Crystal Spiders from Raleigh, North Carolina. They're great. Female-led. She plays bass. And sings, and they were they were a standout for sure. But it's hard with that festival. There's so well, many. There's 50 bands, man. It's really hard, period, to get any notice. Like uh, when I was at the Ruby show with Mike, we talked about why isn't Ruby the Hatchet more well known? Because they're fucking great. Underground, huge. Yeah. That's all I can say. I mean, which for like <laughs> what I like, they're. They're the yeah. pinnacle. They're up yeah. in that level. You know, I don't go 
high school, you know, I was into all the, the huge, you know, touring, but now I've, I like the underground stuff mostly because I don't like the 100,000 people in a stadium. I definitely, yeah. that's yeah. not my deal. But how long has it been since we had big bands that were really good, talented musicians anyway? They're not picking the, bands that way anymore. Right. They're not right. picking not, the good bands. They're picking, they're putting the people they want put, and putting instruments image. in their hands and right. they're image. promoting their it, music. Mm-hmm. It's not about good music anymore. Right. Yeah, they, it's they about build, who looks good. Build and, a band. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Who the looks Beatles. good and who <clears> can blame the Beatles? I do. You always blame the Beatles. That's where it started. You had to, to be, you had to be pretty. It, it turned into a media fest after that. Well, there's a lot of good music from there to here, though, after the Beatles. No, but. no, only yeah. the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only the Beatles. It was always, nothing else. Led Zeppelin. Team I know a lot of people like that, though. <clears throat> well, I like. Yeah. To, I like. I personally like to blame Lars, but I just blame him you. For like, everything. You blame Lars for everything, right? I'll, that trash thing you picked up Thursday. Fucking, fucking Lars. Lars. <laughs> fucking Son Lars. Of a Napster motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I miss you on Facebook, just from all your Lars shit talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's Dave got to say today? Fuck Lars. Oh, fuck Morning, Lars. Dave. Should have been Lars. Should have been Lars. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my nah states too. Oh, plane crash. Should have been Lars. Should have been Lars. Should have been Lars. Damn, that's you know. Good buddy of mine died recently, Troy Klish, and he was a sound man. Uh, extraordinaire mm-hmm. uh, you know and there wasn't one famous motherfucker there that was his friend at his funeral mm-hmm. and I just you know not that they're gonna drop everything and sure but come see his fucking corpse but <laughs> you know it just kinda how will I put this tips the scales for me yeah. fuck all those motherfuckers yeah. you know because there's the real people that support you, you don't give a shit for. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's why I like Ruby the Hatchet. That's why yeah. I like bands that you're not going to have to buy a $652 ticket to fucking go see. <laughs> not not to mention what you're going to spend for a VIP pass to, yeah. to be able to be with yeah. To spend so two to seconds. Yeah, you're doing okay. All right, thanks for coming. Get Remember, going. No sex Get in going. the champagne room. <laughs> <laughs> There's always sex in the champagne room. Just, Just in the wrong too. champagne yes, room. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's sex you don't want. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even enjoy shows like that. Like, I, I do have one coming up. Since Wyatt doesn't listen to the podcast, I, I can say it, but August 14th, he's been wanting to see Metallica real bad. That's, oh. And that's what's gotten him to metal. So yeah. that's what got me to metal really yeah. 30 years ago. Hey, So they're playing it. Everything before Justice was fine, man. Truthfully, I hated Justice till oh, I heard God. Black. And I was like, God, Justice was amazing. See, I love yeah, Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Justice turned me on to their first three. Yeah. And that was where I was introduced. I thought it was the greatest, man. But, um, so they're playing PNC Park August 14th in Pittsburgh. So we got tickets. And uh, he, he has no idea, but he just knows that we're going to go on a bike ride that weekend and do that. Nice. So that ought to be cool pretty fun and i haven't seen metallica since 91 since the black tour so that i mean because why see them after that for me (laughs) right minus like death magnetic and and a few other little pieces here and there i really haven't been a huge fan of the of the newer stuff i think that goes for most people around our age as far as most there's a few trying to come lately so it's like 
No, there's still a lot of well, I, like, I like the first two albums before they sold out. We got on the radio. The uh, gatekeepers. Everybody, every <laughs> band, everybody. Their bands like that. Every band. But I, I'm, will, I'm, I'm anticipating his reaction to the huge show because, I mean, it, it's yeah. going to be huge. And he's been to a few, quite a few underground shows now. Whenever it's all ages, yeah. I always take him. And Maryland Doomfest probably being the, the biggest so far. And, I mean, there was, at any given time, in a 200-capacity room, there's 210 people most of the time in those shows. And he was the only kid there. I thought there'd be more. He was the only kid. So they ate that shit up, man. Dave Benzotti from Benzotti Live met up with us. And he's like, oh, this is Wild Wyatt. I've been looking so forward to meeting him. And I'm like, hey, my name's Jeremy. I'm his dad. You know? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I figured I'd meet you. But I mean, Wild Wyatt. So he did a couple of reels with him. And he... Uh, put it on Facebook and like 3,000 hits like right off the bat and shit and Wyatt's starting to come into his own he's starting to get his own style or a style that everybody's getting now he has a mullet now is that a thing now again? A, yeah. oh you haven't yeah. oh, oh, yeah, no I live in a rock I'm sorry yeah, well, we live you know, in a rock well remember the uh, Oakley Blade thing yes, they're coming back as pit, nice. pit vipers nice pit same vipers thing with mullets nice. that's, yeah. that's my wow. son and he was wearing uh with the hat. Oh, the Bourbon Train the band from Columbus. He's wearing their hat and uh, wearing that backwards with the sunglasses indoors during the show. Okay, and, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> seeing him, he's he doesn't like just what Dad likes anymore. It's always been that up until this point. Now it's kind of yeah. He he still likes stuff that I don't like. I mean, he's big into Slipknot right now, but he was also this all started with Green Day. That's what he really, really liked Green Day. Now it's like Green Day's trash. He doesn't want anything to do with Green Day. Oh, because they are. But it's that's... moving. Well, but that's where he started. And you see yeah. what he was, I was like, oh God, this is all he wants to listen to. Every time we get on the bike, he wants to listen to Green Day. And then it switched and the Slipknot, Metallica, it's still a lot of the big stuff, but we were coming back from Maryland and he goes, um, can you find some Jay Giles? Like, how the hell does he even know Jay Giles? Because I listen to it, you know. It, I, my shit is all over the joint, so it's not just metal all the time. And for him to even remember Jay Giles, I was like, it's cool. He, he's starting to form his own shit and knows what, oh, I like that. That stuck out, so pretty cool. So he's, just seeing him develop has been really fun. And going to those shows and having people treat him like a rock star is, mm-hmm. is pretty damn fun. I, mean, I didn't get to go backstage, but I look back there, he's got the camera on me, I'm like, how the hell did he get back there? <laughs> yeah. And there's mucho drums over there with him. Like, Dad's like, get me in, <laughs> get me in. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know the kid. Uh, I made the kid. <laughs> sorry, sir. You sorry, sir. No. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have a Sure you pass. do. I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, your, yeah. that's your son. This, this guy is claiming to be your father. Oh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. him. Get out of here, old man. Kick his Girl, ass. Oh, I, have new, I have a new daddy now. <laughs> yeah. We live in San Diego where there's much nicer. But it's California. Yeah, but it's California. My son found a CD of just a bunch of random things that I've done. Mm -hmm. Some originals, some covers. And he listens to it. He starts sending it to his friends. He's like, this is my dad. I'm like, oh my God. He says, dad, 
I'm going to make you famous with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right. Tell yeah, them CDs are nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell my the shit. The moped. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he's looking at you in that vein. Though. Yeah. Instead yeah. of another, like, this is dad. I'm never showing it to yeah. anybody. <laughs> Why it's a mixture of both of those. Yeah. Like, he lets me get my confidence up, and then he'll just. And what are you talking about? He's more famous than you. Yeah. He lets you yeah. tag along yeah, now. <laughs> Lucky let you tag along. I know, I can't believe it. I even paid his way in. Yeah. He could have got in free, you know? Yeah. He's been the on the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wyatt's on the list. I'm, I'm his dad, but you're not on the list. You're not on the list. Yeah. Let's see, Wyatt's dad. Why don't you go wait in the car? <laughs> oh, my name's Jeremy. No, you're Wyatt's dad. Let's see, Wild Wyatt from NWO Metal Militia. He's in. You're out, man. It's 80 bucks for you. Fuck me. Well, that's room four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris Crude? What well, have you what been about, up what to? About, what about what? About, what about? <clears throat> uh, clearing my throat, basically. Oh, okay. Let, no, seriously. Uh, Got any band stuff going on? You, you with any horror bands anymore? Or? No, it's, it's been a while. I've had some uh, people contact me lately, but I've just... I haven't even actually practiced in a while. <laughs> I was practiced. Uh, Nobody was, uh, practices, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering, starting to get old, getting some uh, drummer's wrist and tennis oh, elbow yeah. and shit like that. Mm. That's just for masturbation. Exactly. <laughs> How long have I been married now? <laughs> I can't move my fingers that long, huh? It's the reason I stand around going like this all the time. I just kind of lose the feeling in my hand. I had no, seriously, though, started, uh, started a new job Yeah, about 90 days back. The first one I had, it was nearly four years. Oh, really? Since the job, job huh? Like going, going to school, and then once I got a degree, nobody was hiring because everybody was laying people off because it was COVID. And I was watching my kids, and I stayed home with them, learned how to take care of a household instead of... Acting like a bachelor. <laughs> no more cutting pizza with scissors. No, no, no. I, I do some good cooking now. Nothing crazy now. <laughs> Puts his hot dog in the microwave days. and presses go. <laughs> yeah. Where's the pizza cutter? I don't know. I got scissors. Can you do that? We're going to find out. Yep. And then those scissors sat on the pool table, which was the kitchen table, for like three months. Nobody washed them off. Like, you nasty motherfuckers. I would say then I moved out, but I think they kicked me out. <laughs> you didn't wash their scissors. Yeah. Yeah. You should have washed the scissors. You cut the pizza with What the fuck are we talking about? If I hear you about being old, though, because we had band practice Friday, and it's been a couple months, maybe three. I pick up my guitar here and there. Shit, we get about three songs in, and hands all cramped. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't do shit. You didn't stretch before you played? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stretch. picked my nose. Kind of counts, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been a transition with the the hospital stay and everything. That changed my life for sure. Yeah. I, I was I had, had never been so big. They hit me on a bunch of um, steroids and shit and was in the hospital bed for month <clears throat> so it got really big and, and uh, got out and they put me in rehab and, and that was all the all the life pondering they came in the one day and uh, give uh, oh I couldn't have Emily in the room or anything she had to she could see me through a window but <clears throat> they asked if we had our will and testament and I'm like 
is this that serious? And they're like, dude, it's, this is serious. You you were almost on the, on the ventilator. I mean, your, your numbers are terrible. Um, it, you know, this shit has affected people in so many different ways. And uh-huh. different people it affects. Some people just, it's a cough and it's gone. Other people, people that are 100 plus pounds overweight, myself included, uh, it definitely affected me in a different way. It, it took me out. It, it was bad. So I come back here home and for three months i was on four liters of oxygen continuous and i mean you could take it off every now and again but if you did anything strenuous which was walking up and down the stairs mm-hmm. you had to have it on and definitely it was time for some life changes so since then i'm down 42 pounds and have decided to quit eating all the shit i haven't had fast food in forever and and it's been a good life change and having the grandson now every time i question you know do i want a cheeseburger you know like, I don't, I don't need that anymore, and I was really worried doing these last couple of festivals, being on the road. Hmm. You know, how are you going to find healthy choices on the road? Because, you know, the shows are over at 1 a.m., and the only thing open is, you know, Subway ain't open. Sheets gas stations. And yeah. Honestly, I've been really surprised with that. They have a lot of healthy choices if you go to Sheets. They have, like, wraps and all that stuff. This isn't very metal to talk about, but... We get metal or wrestlers. That's yeah. probably you talk, you talk about sheets and buckies. You're, you're right. Yeah. You're either in metal. But it's related or... because we were we were in Maryland. I'm like, how are we gonna find something? I can't just go back on eating nasty shit. And so we did. We so that's what I my go to is now. I, I try to book stuff around sheets gas stations <laughs> specifically. But, because you don't get out of shows till after everything's yeah. closed. And, yeah. and so now I'll go and get. You know, hotel usually has your fridge, so I'll go get stuff and, and load it in the fridge before the show because you're always hungry after yeah, the show. Yeah. You come back and trying to download videos and start writing up reviews or whatever, and so that that's been a big change for me, and it's been a welcome change. It's 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 been great. The traveling's still the same. I mean, the traveling is always on the motorcycle whenever we can, and that really makes my life worth living. And, and now that he's he's. 12 and and can go to there's a lot more shows than there used to be that are all ages and even if they aren't all ages it's never gonna sound right but i've gained enough clout sometimes that he can go to shows that people are like yeah we know who you are you know you're not gonna give any beer or anything and just coke for the kid that's it so yeah do you know who i am (laughs) i'm wild wyatt Yeah, that's, that's going to be scary in a few years. <laughs> Wild Wyatt, everybody run. But, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I am really scared of that. Pondering, man. pondering, pondering. Created, yeah. <laughs> created a little monster, man. He, he's such a good boy right now, but I don't think that's going to be the case for long. He, he's seen too much cool shit that 12-year-olds don't normally get to see. That is true. Yeah. They, in this house, we've had so many traveling bands stay here and shit. And I mean, Corey Roth from Brimstone gave him guitar lessons. You know, get that on video from when he was, God, he might have been five then, and just sitting there with Corey. And Justin came in, which was the drummer for Brimstone at the time, and he, he's a great guitar player. He played for Necromancing the Stone, and they're down there just noodling and shit. And why it's like this is the greatest thing. These guys are giving me attention. And I'm like, if you only knew who these dudes really were, man, they some of the <laughs> some of the greatest underground musicians ever. And to him, it's just dudes, just dad's guys. buddies, yeah, dad's buddies. And like I said, we're trying to put together a, a Black Road Brimstone show here at Tiffin at the Viaduct, and uh, we're trying to get that together and make a little party out of it and have everybody camp out here and. 
I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try to bring music back to this area. And I just, I'm not going to try the other venue anymore. I, I don't blame I, you. I, I can't, it's... can't go through that. And I, it would, I've seen Tony Smith. Mm. <clears throat> He's been able to put some really good shows together at, at the Viaduct and get good traction and good results. And it's never about money for me. I, I don't care. I don't even care if I lose money. Sorry. Harvester of Sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't even care if I lose a little money, but I want to bring something here, and I want to—I want people to see new music. None of that's ever changed, but I really don't want to put a dead show together. I don't want these bands to travel from Chicago and Wheeling and come up and play in front of 15 people again and play in front of just the other bands. I, yeah. yeah. No matter how amazing the venue looks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah we all can agree that venue yeah. is just about as good as it gets for... Interior, and, yeah, yeah, but a terrible location. Oh, they're in the green room. Wait, green room, green room. Yeah. There's a green room. Yeah, I will always be glad that we did those shows, but oh man, it was, just, it, it was a lesson, dude. It was, it a, was blast. a lesson, yeah, but yeah, yeah I would, just kicking over down there. Yeah, to give the bands that stage in that green room was always such you know, it felt yeah. great to do it, but then they come out there and there's if you didn't have at least 50 people, it didn't feel like there was anybody there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Really, yeah. it needed more like 200 people in that big-ass room to feel like something, and that taught me the lesson of energy. I mean, mm -hmm. you, I don't care how cool your stage is. I don't care how great your lights and sound are. If they're not playing in front of anybody, yeah, you can, there's you can no be, energy. Yeah. The bands always say, play the same, whether it's 50 or 5,000, but there's a difference. When you get that clap back, and people are giving it back to you, singing your lyrics to you, sh just showing you love. I mean, you guys are all artists, man. You know. Yeah. It, it's it's way different than just sitting out there watching a dude on his fucking phone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I no, these guys are pretty good. A, uh, there was <laughs> a video. Yeah, there was a video. It might have been around COVID of one of these famous guys, uh, 2000 era guys, playing his acoustic for big big audience you know a stadium thing and he's playing and he's playing and he gets pissed off because nobody's paying attention to him and I just kept thinking man that motherfucker never last in this area no period <laughs> period he'd go to a show and start crying and go home <laughs> thought you know what I've played for so many fucking people that aren't paying attention to what I'm doing that I'm like, I don't care, and that's why I play the music I play, because I know nobody's paying the fuck attention, <laughs> you know? And then they come up, well, you didn't play anything I knew. No shit. I don't know anything from 1932. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of... So maybe I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One song. Say one song. One song. That's only because it was sang by a frog. Uh, Spaceballs. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah it's Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Hey, it's because of Bugs Bunny. And, I know a lot of classical music too. Yep. So. yep. I got Bugs Bunny tattooed on my. Chin. And I know not to look man. down the barrel of a loaded gun. Too. <laughs> yeah. Kill the or somebody pulls a gun off me, I just put my finger in the barrel. Yes, that always Every stops time. a bullet. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I plan on doing that. It doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't work. So reminds me get, getting a little not really off topic too much. Anybody watch Hellfest at all over the last two weeks? France, no. Oh damn. I know it exists, I just haven't had time to sit down because I would sometimes I catch like, the live feeds on YouTube and it out. was interesting with all these older bands 
and I couldn't figure out if they had like three sound guys or just everybody brought their own sound guys because some bit like Godflesh. Oh, it's just great. It almost okay. felt like you were there. Nice. I was waiting just for the bass just to thump me in the chest. It was that good. But like Suicidal Tendencies got on the stage and I was like, whew. It was just, <laughs> just yeah. Yeah? Mike has changed his style and it's just kind of like he's really kind of phoning it in. And the sound guy they had, just it, he really wasn't dialed in that great. And I don't know. That will kill. So Rob a band probably don't play faster. with them anymore, does he? No, so, he, he had somebody man. else. He was man, he was one of the best parts of the band. He really was. Lars won't let him. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then talk to the rest of the band, man, and uh, can't have you play for suicidal tendencies. <laughs> what's the name? Yeah. They still have what's the name? Slayer's drummer, Lombardo. Yes, he 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 does suicidal shows. Not not. He wasn't with this incarnation. So he in Lombardo now is who's he with now? Is Testament or Testament. Yes, oh, yes. Testament. Testament. Yeah. It actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. That would be awesome. And Mr. Yeah. Bungle and, yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. 17 yeah. others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thinks he's from Cleveland. He's got to be in 18 different bands. Him and Mike Patton. Mm. Mike Patton goes to the Yeah. Mike Patton goes to record it's like, "Wait, which band is this?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right, let me get in that character. <laughs> and we're good. All right. What's my motivation? So, yeah, I was trying to think who else was on Hellfest. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of bands. So I, I, I did. Last night I saw White Snake with Steve Vai. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah, that's right. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell, oh boy. I just, uh, you know, I, I've been bored with the hair metal for a long time, sure. anyways. Sure. And I, I'll still listen to it. I grew up with these songs. Mm-hmm. But I put it on David Coverdale's. You know these guys can't hit those notes well, anymore, the and they don't even try. I thought you talking about Vince Neil, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's oh my a, God, yeah. David, you beat me to <laughs> it. Sorry, that's <laughs> not necessary. I, I do it all the time. <laughs> I have said at this point with this weight, I could just put on a blonde wig and just start my own <laughs> cover band. Meow, 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 meow. Uh, I loved that band for like two albums and and, no, no. and then I yeah. saw that I was like wow yeah. I I was like, wow he really let himself go this, I don't feel as bad between that and Tommy Lee's broken ribs and yeah and what the hell why who and Travis Barker not that I have a huge thing but what the hell is that dude made out of is he the was he the fill-in drummer no he's oh. a uh, he, well, he plays for uh, Machine Gun Kelly and he's right, Blink One Eighty Two. That guy has almost died like four times now. I guess he just survived. Yeah, he's in a fucking plane crash for crying out loud. He just (laughs) had the worst form of pancreatic cancer of some sort. I missed all this. He's a fucking Terminator, huh? (laughs) I mean, he's not that much. He's only a little bit younger than us. Shit, Spinal Tap will have to give him a try. (laughs) I I got uh, that tattoo I got done at his uh, tattoo shop up in Niagara Falls. Uh, Him and Pink own a tattoo shop together. And this was like. 12 or 13, I took my wife up to Niagara Falls for an American Shark show for our anniversary. <laughs> I took my wife to Niagara Falls for our anniversary. So it happened to be, it happened a, to be an American uh, Shark there you show. Go. There you go. We'll edit that out, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we uh, were looking for a tattoo shop up there, and this was like, they were just putting it all together. They didn't have the internet hooked up up there to get the logo for American Shark. So I had to go out to the car and get an album I bought. And the lady drew it up right then and there and did the tattoo. And that sounds familiar. I'm going to go, not just a local show, but like a major national name, national act. I've got, I've had tickets for over a year because they got delayed. Sure. What is it? Weird Al. I keep telling my wife, I, I told my wife 
that we're going to go out for wedding or what do you call it? anniversary, anniversary. Mm-hmm. and keep trying to make things mysterious, but, you know, she knows. Yeah. She knows, and yeah. Yeah, it's Weird Al. Nice. <laughs> awesome. He, he's, do, he's doing like his, uh, just his band. He's yeah. not, only not, original. Not, he's not doing it, Not any of the parodies or anything like that. None of the costume changes or screens. Just him and the band jamming all the original songs. It's really funny you brought that up because last night I introduced Wyatt to the parodies yeah. on our way to Fremont for the fireworks. And uh, he had said something about the riding dirty. We made a joke about riding dirty. Right. We're, we're oh, cruising yeah. in the family Subaru. <laughs> White and dirty. <laughs> so, and I'm like, oh, have you ever heard White and Dirty? He's like, what's that? And so I put it on. And I, I get it on there, and he's just laughing. Oh, I, I have son. I have something to show you. <laughs> so the rest of the night was all Weird Al parodies, you know. And But that, I had never really listened to it in length. What a fucking genius that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. He, he is spitting hot fire. I mean, literally. I mean, he's just... And the shit is so from the writing the segue to Dungeons and Dragons and throws it all in there and I listened to it like four times back just so I could catch everything he was saying because I'd never listened to it in length. I mean the Eat It back in the day, yeah. Fat and all those. I showed him that the Fat video went over real well with him. He thought that was <laughs> the greatest thing. But that's probably like Obi Wan handing the uh, lightsaber over to Luke Skywalker. It was like <sighs> pretty much. And and there was a parody. I don't I don't know what the parody was, but it was a Star Wars referenced. Oh, uh, Lolo and Yoda. Yes. Yoda. That one, I, yeah, the, the Yoda, but there was a, what's the new one? Oh, 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 Anakin, the one little Anakin. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, it was too... Uh, soon it'll Don be McCoon. a Jedi, whatever. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Chevy on the levee, but the levee was... American Pie. Yeah. American Pie, yeah, yes. American Pie, yeah. It was that one. I had not. Heard we had all had to sing the song in our mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to, the, just got to the lyrics. They said the well, name. I just caught myself smoking in thir- in the bathroom in thir- when I was thirteen in like seventh grade. You're like, oh yeah, that's the song. There it is. It's weird how that shit all twists together. Yeah. <laughs> We've all had got the same past. Oh yeah, we all had the same band, the same group of musicians for like thirty years. Yeah, and really. everything they play, everything perfectly. I mean, everybody's yeah. Great you, at what they do. You ever watch the behind the music with him? Like, do you yeah, know the story of his tragedy it. with his parents and shit? Oh no! Wow, I kind of yeah, remember he, that. He like walked in, his parents committed suicide, and he he found the bodies and shit, and and he's this guy. That's what it takes Explained to make you play accordion nowadays. It, yeah, <laughs> it does explain a lot, but then does it? You know, it's like most people would go a darker route. Mm, yeah, I mean, I know. Is why. there anything darker than the accordion? <laughs> yeah. Touche, touche. There's always the bagpipes, you know. <laughs> well, well, yeah. That's pretty. I mean, yeah, as yeah. metal as they are, double they're... touche. Yeah. <laughs> touche. Oh shit! You bunch of Jewish mothers. Douche. <laughs> oh lord. My yeah, good grief. Oh. <laughs> Did you say good grief? You know, we made it through how many minutes before a fucking a yank I, I want a second beer now. So. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> kind of forgotten about that altogether. Oh Jesus, that was the only shtick we had. Yeah. yeah Jewish mothers. Oh my god. <laughs> my shoes. Oh Paul. Oh Paul. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Such a good boy. <laughs> Such a good Jewish boy. <laughs> We're so much better than that. Shut up, Mom. Make me mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the anniversary thing. Um, our anniversary is August 20th. So a friend of mine in Maryland, Mark Crookshank, he puts together heavy shows up and down the East Coast. And he's got a, a killer show coming up in 
it's right around our anniversary, and she's been talking about flying. Like, she's so scared to fly, but yet, for our 20th anniversary, she wants to go to Europe. Well, you have to fly, honey. So We, we can take a boat. It, it just takes a while. We don't have that much vacation, is what I keep telling her. <laughs> so, I just told her this morning, she's been in Columbus with the kids all weekend. She got home, I told her about the show, and she's like, oh, that sounds like it'll be fun. I'm like, yeah, what's well, my weekend off? Um, but it's also, like, close to our anniversary, so... Instead of riding the bike, I was thinking about maybe flying. Oh, I said you you could fly with me. We could we could go there together. He goes, oh, for our anniversary, we could go to a, a show. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> but we could fly. It's in Baltimore, so we could go around Baltimore and see. No, that's not a good selling point either. <laughs> well, we could go to D.C. and we could. Right, no, um, that's not really a good selling point. Either. Gettysburg's not far, so <laughs> I'm trying to find. So D.C.'s got all those satanic imagery. So well. Yeah, the White House. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> Obelisks. The president. Yeah, the president. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's something that I'm trying to wire into. That's going to be our our anniversary this year. Because she won't do it on the bike. She won't go that far on the bike anymore. She can't. It's just too much on her back and shit. Much as I enjoy it. But I get off Friday morning, 7 a.m., so then I'll have to come home and sleep till noon. And then I have like eight hours to get to the show, but that's like pretty much two stops and and get there, and I'll be just loading shit in as soon as the show starts. But if I could work it in with a flight, you know, flight's so much faster than a motorcycle. But I've, I've seen all of that area so many times on the bike. There's not like, oh, there's something I haven't seen. I have really been like the Mason Dixon line has all been covered with me so many times. And, and that large ball of twine. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't seen that? Although, Wyatt and I come back on the bike last week. I saw something for the first time. We're rolling along on 68 East West. And there's traffic uh, traffic cones and shit every now and again. And some construction. It's summertime. And traffic slows to about 35. So we're rolling along. And I see there's a, a state pickup truck up there with wigwags blinking back and forth. And there's three road workers. You see those guys clean up roadkill all the time. There's deer hits all the time. They get up closer, and Wyatt goes, what is that? It was a black bear. Oh, and they what? were three guys trying to load uh, up. I thought you were going to say it was a Sasquatch, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no. Might have been from where we were sitting. Three dudes trying to load a 250-ish pound black bear. Like, That's a fucking story. You go home and tell your kids you hit a fucking bear. Everybody hits a deer. <laughs> this guy's like, I hit a goddamn bear. <laughs> I hit a peacock once. I don't that's think that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just mother. mothers, man. <laughs> yeah. I just picture this guy with all those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture this guy in the in the family truckster with his family behind him in a cloth. Hey, boo boo! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! <laughs> Only you can return fire. Oh, there went <laughs> <laughs> the picnic basket. <laughs> oh shit! So that was a first in all my years of travel. It, Pretty metal story in its own right. Fucking bear. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> you see a lot of shit on the road, but I've, I've never seen a, a bear roadkill. That was that was different. That was one of the highlights of the of the trip. That was uh, must have been some shitty bands. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the trip back. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, actually, I think at that point we're going to stop, take a little break, so everybody needs to go to the bathroom. We built a bathroom <laughs> just for you, fine. Okay, well, we're still stopping anyhow. His bladder uh, matters. We're going to do part two. We're all ghosts <laughs> inside our home. Wandering between the 